Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we're devoted to sharing life with you by journeying together. We believe in self-improvement, growth, and impacting the lives of others. Our four pillars are deeply rooted in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance, spreading love, positivity, and the good news of Jesus while growing to become the best version of ourselves is what we strive for. We believe in obtaining greatness and desire to empower people as we work together to share this platform and God's love with those we encounter. Be sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life. Keep living life to the fullest. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm glad you joined me today as we discuss some really important and deep topics. Lately, I've been thinking about some things because of a unfamiliar and very unprecedented event that happened in my life, something that was unplanned and came out of nowhere. In life, there's often events that take us by surprise. There's things that come our way that we did not plan for and we were not ready for. It just so happens that lately I've been contemplating and considering, thinking about and really wondering regard to my mortality. And and it's something that I think you too should consider and also really delve deeply into because we are finite creatures. It wasn't long ago, a few weeks ago, that I went to the doctor and, and a routine physical, but I hadn't been for about five years. Now, that's a significant amount of time and probably something that I shouldn't have done. Uh, You know, I'm definitely somebody who likes to take care of myself, big into the health and wellness, eating vegan, made that lifestyle change and that decision to improve my overall health and well-being about three and a half years ago. Uh, I've always been somebody who's avidly working out, getting after it every single day to start my day with a really amazing workout, um, high intensity interval training, weight training, and just keeping myself in a clean bill of health, at least controlling it to the best of my ability in every, every manner that I can. But when I went to the doctor, you know, five or so years ago, everything was good. Blood pressure was good, blood work went well, and I really didn't think too much of it. And just because of COVID and things that had happened, I, I just hadn't thought too much to go to the doctor and to get a uh, physical exam. And something that was routine actually ended up being something that was quite alarming. So I, I called up the doctor and made a visit and an appointment. And when I went in there, you know, I'm thinking like any other checkup, it's going to be in and out and I'm on with my day. But that actually became the farthest thing from the case. The truth was that as I was sitting there and I'm thinking, yeah, she's going to come in and examine me, my eyes, my ears, my back, my lungs, everything is going to be good. I'm going to check out and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to have a great day and on with life. Well, not this time. How many of you out there have had an a, uh, event happen in your life where it just really blindsided you? How does it feel? You know, we feel very shaken up. And that's what ended up happening to me. So as I'm sitting there on the, uh, on the table and, you know, I'm getting examined and everything seems to be par for the course. You know, nothing had changed too much. I, I felt really healthy on the inside. I had been eating well, sleeping well, and, and everything seemed to be matter of fact. But the doctor came around and was listening to my breathing and she looked at my back. And then that's when everything started to unravel. What do you mean you have a lump on your back. What, what did that even mean? What, what was going on? I didn't understand what she was talking about. How could that be? So she gave me 
an option. She said, you know, give me your phone. I want to take a picture of this and I'm going to show you what it is that's on the back of your lower neck area, upper back. So I did and she took a photo of it and to my great surprise, there was something that was protruding out of me about the size of an egg. Now, this was quite alarming. I was shocked, stunned, didn't really know what to think of it. And uh, some nerves started to really creep in. So she said, well, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to order up uh, some tests to be done, some, some blood work we'll have to draw up and, and definitely have you get an ultrasound. So I went through that process. And after the ultrasound, there was inconclusive evidence. So next up in line was an MRI. And as I'm sitting there in this machine for 45 minutes getting this MRI done, all I could think about really was to try to keep myself calm and wonder, well, what is this that's growing out of me or that's protruding out of my back and what's under the skin? What is going on inside of me that I can't see that is unknown? So I'm sitting there and as the machine continues to go and this loud noise and the thoughts are spinning in my head and I'm just wondering and pondering and so many things are racing by and as the days go past all I want to do is to know an answer to understand what is taking place what would the test results be what would the outcome be what would the course of my life entail so then again I get a call from the doctor a few days later and it's inconclusive the MRI didn't show anything that they can understand of what's going on so then the next step was to see the, the specialist, spine specialist, as this lump was actually right near my spine. So I go to him and he's unsure of what is taking place. And he orders up a surgery. He says, we have to remove this because there has to be complete and total recovery from this. And we have to make sure we understand what's inside. There has to be a biopsy that's done. The only way to do this is to perform back surgery. So here I am just two weeks later getting back surgery from the time that I went into the doctor for a routine physical. And I'm thinking to myself, how can this be? No, I'm 32 years old. I exercise every single day. I eat vegan. I take care of myself, my body. I'm in tune with what's going on in my life. And especially when it comes to my physical appearance, my physical health, my wellness, and I have unknown answers. It's really hard when you're sitting there and you're not understanding what's going to happen, when the unknown is staring you back in the face and it really calls to mind your own mortality. So I'm sitting there and then ready for the next physical exam, the pre-operational procedures and they ask for my living will. Why, why are you asking me for my living will? Like what? What's going on? Is this a really intense surgery? Is there something I should be concerned about? Well, Mr. Jason, you know, the thing is that anytime you go under anesthesia, you're going under the knife and there's an operation, there is a chance that something might go wrong. And, uh, you know, we have to make sure all of our bases are covered and all things are in line. Wow. The lump in my throat began to really grow. Now, I'm somebody who has a really strong faith and I carried it up to the Lord and I put it to prayer and I asked for many people to pray for me because I knew that this was something that I needed in order to stay calm during this unknown state of life. And I had been through surgery before. I mean, my appendix had been removed. There's other things that have happened in the past, but it had been years since then. And, you know, I really had taken my health for granted. 
And although I definitely do appreciate life when it comes to being able to move around and to exercise, to be able to go at it with full force, having an unknown question mark, a really large, uncertain outcome that was looming was really difficult. And I certainly know that the prayers were helpful and that ultimately they would be answered, but it was in that waiting that some uneasiness settled in. It kind of captured my heart in a way that I was not certain about how I would approach this next, but I knew that I had to have the surgery. I just didn't know what the outcome would be. What would the surgery entail? How invasive would it be? And also what would the recovery period look like, let alone what was actually inside of me and what was going on with my body? So then, you know, fast forward another week or so and I'm about to go to the hospital. I'm about to go under full anesthesia and get this operation done. And the operation is about to take place and I'm laying on the operating table and I'm just thinking to myself, you never know, anything can happen. Hopefully that this goes well, but chances are that things will, but you just never know. Now I wake up 45 minutes later after the operation is over and certainly there's a ton of pain in my back. They've taken out the tumor. Yes, it was a tumor. And they're sending it away for a biopsy, a full biopsy. It was intact to see what was inside and what it was made of, what the mass was, and how it grew. A number of days would pass by and many other thoughts would race through my mind. So all I could do is just go to daily mass, lift it up in prayer, and ask God to help to calm my nerves and to help me to understand that, yes, I hope that everything will be okay, that this is just a bump in the road and that it isn't anything crazy, but you never know. And isn't that the course and case with life? You never know. So now I do know that it was a benign tumor, and thanks to be to God for that. I'm, I'm so grateful to have a clean bill of health once again, even though I'm on the mend and my back is really in pain and I'm trying to recover from the surgery. I can thank everybody who prayed for me because those prayers were answered. But not every day is your prayer answered, especially when it comes to your health. And as I'm sitting here now, 32 years old, and I'm reflecting upon this experience that in a matter of about a three-week span of time, I went from somebody who I appeared to be the most healthy and well-able and just overall good state of mind and health and body and soul to somebody who was on the verge of a breakdown. Maybe, just maybe if I wasn't so lucky, that could have been cancer. That could have ended up putting me down a path and trajectory that I was not prepared for. Now, what happens when you're unprepared in life, when you're not ready for something that's a large event to take place, and it catches you by surprise after the fact, if you do endure through it and you do persevere and you're able to be blessed or lucky to get through it, you often have a reflective period. And that's what's been happening over the last couple of days. It's called the mind what life is about. See, we all are going to die at one point in time. We don't know the time, the day, or the hour. We don't know when God is going to call us from this earth. We've been blessed with life, and it's a beautiful blessing. It's a tremendous gift, and it's a gracious thing that we've received, not by our own doing, but just by the will and the holiness and goodness of the Father. And it makes me think about mortality because we are all going to pass from this world. You know, oftentimes I'll think about it when a loved one goes from this life to the next. But here I was sitting on that operating table wondering, maybe is my time knocking? Is it drawing near? 
You can't help but think about that when there's an impending health issue and crisis in your life. So what is my point with all this? Why am I sharing this with you today? It's not for anybody to feel bad for me. What it is to do is to call to mind the vitality of life. What life is truly all about. See, what good is it to be breathing and to be living if you're not truly and fully alive? What fires you up on the inside? What gets you going? What makes you get out of bed? What makes you spring with a step that has you running towards something that's even bigger and greater than yourself? What brings the greatest joy to your heart that illuminates your soul, that puts that smile on your face, and that sings the song of joy that no one can take away? See, for me, it's my relationship with the Lord. And there's something beautiful about that. Because no matter what happens to me physically, whether something else comes along down the road, whether I'm you know, imbued with some kind of terrible sickness or tragedy or suffering, or whether I have a clean bill of health all the way through until the time when I'm called from this earth, no matter what happens to me physically, I know spiritually nobody and nothing can take anything away that God has put in my heart. The love that Christ has put in my heart, the love that he has for me and for you, because it's not about who we are, it's about whose we are. We're children of the most high God and God loves us with this most incredible and radical love. And despite anything that you're going through today, physical, mental, ailments, struggle, battle, addictions. No matter what it is, God is there and he's with you by your side. But you got to call to mind your mortality because it comes to mind and it makes us really have a reality check. When you look yourself in the mirror and you see yourself, you ultimately are going to say to yourself, no matter how old I am, eventually this life is going to end. And when it does, what is it that comes next? What are you ready for? What are you preparing for? Are you ready to journey on? Because this is not the end. Actually, this is only the beginning. See, we're on a pilgrimage here on this earth. We're on borrowed time. It's kind of like renting out space. What you do with it is ultimately up to you, but your life could be so full and so vivacious, so brilliant and beautiful. It could speak volumes to the world and it can change those around you. But first you have to allow God to change your heart. See, no matter what was going on with my physical nature, I knew that my spiritual nature was good. I understood that God was loving me and he would love me all the way through, no matter what the outcome would be. He doesn't want us to have to go through these terrible illnesses and ailments and and these horrific conditions. But when we do, when we enter into the suffering, we then too enter into his glory. See, disease and cancer and all these different tragedies, they don't discriminate. Life can be cruel, it can be tough, it can be really difficult and challenging, but you have what it takes in the inside, a fire burning within you that will ignite a flame of hope and of love that will carry you through from this world to the one to come. Because this is not the end. Why do people not think about this? That is a key question. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back at it in a moment. Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Make sure to visit ef3life.com for more episodes of this podcast, as well as resources and books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within, fiercely taking on life to achieve victory with God, leading you every step of the way. And make sure to follow us at EF3 Life on social media. 
Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Today, I'm talking about mortality. And although it seems to be a morbid topic and subject, it's actually something that's quite relevant and relatable to all of us. Because at the end of the day, each of us is going to have a tombstone. It's going to have the year that we were born and the year that we died. In between, there's going to be that dash. And, and that dash is the thing that you got to really be considered amazing. And it will only be amazing and come to life to the fullest if you are intentional about it. We don't know how long we will have on this planet. We don't know how many years that we will number, but God does know. And it's important for us to maximize the time that we have here on this planet. I mean, life is too short to not do what we really feel called to do and to live life to the fullest. That is exactly why I decided to start not only this podcast, but the whole EF3 Life platform because life is too short to not maximize it every single day. Taking extreme ownership of our life, journeying to our very personal best, and being uncommon, doing things that are unprecedented in our own particular manner, running our own race, and actually living out our life to the very fullest maximum potential, limitless potential that it has, tapping into what is more. Because when you do that, you have joy. And when you live with joy, your life is different. Not only is it different for you, but it becomes attractive to other people. And and that's something right here that I want us to understand. But we often don't come to realize that. Our minds aren't open up to it until it's too late. Or we have a wake-up call. And this was what happened to me with this whole ailment, with this whole you know benign tumor that was in my back. I didn't understand what was taking place. My mind started to race around. I'm undergoing surgery. I survive it. Things happen. I go through this experience and it really shakes my life up a little bit, but in a good way because it came to an awakening. And a lot of times people need to be awakened. We have to be hit with something that's out of the ordinary to help us to think about things differently because we get so ingrained in the day-to-day, in the mundane, but there's also many beautiful things along the way. But if we're not reflective and we don't take a step back and look at the bigger picture and think about, yes, no matter how many years on this earth I have, it will come to a close. And I don't say that and harp on it to make you work or to make you anxious or nervous or afraid of going out there and doing whatever it is, COVID or no COVID, you know, in a regular situation, no matter what the case is, I mean, our health truly is our wealth. And that's something that I really have come to terms with and to understand lately. As I'm getting a little bit more mature, as I'm getting a little bit more understanding of how vital and finite life is when events happen to myself or to other people in my inner circle, the people that I care about the very most, it can be shaken up very quickly. And when you're shaken, you have to have a firm foundation. If you do, not only will you survive it, you will thrive through it and you'll be a better version of yourself, undoubtedly. But here's the thing, folks. If you don't have a focus, a game plan, uh, an attack method, something to rely on, someone to rely on, namely Christ, it can all fall apart and unravel very quickly. And even if you survive it, even if you're somebody who is lucky and you think, you know, I got through this without any prayer, without relying on God, I did it all on my own. As braggadocious as some people might want to be and as close-minded 
to a journey of faith that there are people out there who have that mentality, the fact is you're going to die. At the end of your life, where are you going to go? For those who think that you're just going to stop existing and your body is all that there is and it's going to dissipate six feet under when the coroner puts you beneath the earth, how sad and hopeless is that? If nothing else, if nothing else, at least believe and hope in something more with the regard to have life that continues. Because I just don't see the point of us living on this earth for a hundred years or a few days and there being nothing more than us becoming plant food and growth for soil, nutrients for those things that are consuming us as we decompose. That it just doesn't make sense. Think about the world we live in, the universe, creation. It is immense. You can't even wrap your mind around it. the complexity of it all. Thinking just about a human baby and how it goes through the entire stages it has to to come to the fullness of life with the mother carrying it in her arms just hours after it's born. Just think about that for a minute. Take a step back and look at nature. Things like sunsets. Things like the earth rotating and spinning on its axis. And the seasons. Think about the great universe and the natural disasters. All of the tremendous examples of beauty when it comes to countless animals, unexplored lands underneath of the sea and in the jungles and rainforests. Life exists everywhere. But this life is not what it's all about. It's about a life that is to come. There is so much beauty, so much love, so much grace, so much purity here in this world. If we can uncover the dirt and the dust, the terrible atrocities, if we can look past some of these things and sift through them, we will actually see such great beauty here. We will see God's presence shining more than maybe we had ever expected. But you got to look for it. You have to have eyes wide open. And that's why sometimes in life when you're shaken up by the course of events that knock you off and send you on a detour, that can actually be the greatest gift to you. Now, some of you out there are saying, you know what, you don't understand my situation. You don't know what I'm going through right now. You cannot tell me that this detour or this challenge or this mountain that I'm facing or the depth of this valley is going to be used for my good. You're right, I don't know what you're going through. I don't understand it because I'm not walking 10 miles in your shoes. But what I do know is based on my own experiences, based on how God has shown up in my life, based on all the things that point to the signs that there is something far more greater than ourselves, greater than even the human community, greater than life itself here on this planet. There is something far beyond even after our heart stops beating. That, I can say with my conviction, is what I believe in. And because of that, 
It fires me up every single day to get out of bed, to have a spring in my step, to have a plan of action, an attack mentality, a ferocity for life, a vivaciousness to go and do whatever it is that I feel inclined, that I feel called to, that I feel God is leading me to next. Why? Because life is too short not to. Why? Because it matters. Why? Because that dash represents everything that you did, wanted to accomplish, your dreams, your hopes, your desires, everything in totality. But even still, it will not be enough to satisfy the soul of a person. See, the heart might stop beating, but what's far more greater, magnanimous, and beautiful, and so depth-filled is the soul. You cannot kill the soul. Even in scripture it says, you can kill the body, but you cannot kill the soul. The soul lives forever. The soul created by the Lord, the Father of heaven and earth, the one who was, who is, and who is to come, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, he created us all. Before the foundation of the world, he knew you. He knew you before and he knew you when you were in your mother's womb. He knows all the hairs of your head and can count them. How beautiful. And it's not just poetry. It's not just writing on pages. It's actually the way God is. His love for us is so deep. It's so deep that it would take us sometimes through what seems like the valley of hell to help us get back on track. The crosses of life, as detrimental as they seem to be, as the suffering settles in, as hard as it is to carry that cross and to march on, to get up and to do the next right thing, God is there all alone. You are never alone. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You are not an orphan child. I am your father, your heavenly father, the one who loves you so much. So when I was going through this battle, through this actually very rapid progression of a health decline, and I have this tumor, and there's these question marks. I'm wondering what's gonna happen. Is my body gonna be filled with cancer? Could I die within a month? Absolutely, that is a possibility. You know, when I was going through that, there were so many things racing through my mind, but the thing that mattered the most was even if I do die of this, I know I'm not gonna actually die. Yes, my physical body will no longer be living, but my soul will live on forever. Why? Because I believe, and he has already paid the price. That's the best thing of this all, that Jesus already did everything that it takes, and it just requires you to believe and to receive, to open up your heart to him. I just don't quite understand how people can't think about mortality. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. It happens to everybody. We've heard that saying time and time again. The only two things in life that are guaranteed are death and taxes. Well, tax season is soon coming to a close. May 17th, everybody better file or you're going to be late on your taxes. But in all seriousness, though, that's going to be done and gone and really has nothing to do with that at all. It has everything to do with life. See, even though death settles in, we die no more when we believe. Because he's not the God of the dead, he is the God of the living, the resurrection and the life. Jesus himself says that, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will never die, but he shall live. That is truth right there. That is hope. And even if you don't know for sure, because that's where faith comes in, 
Wouldn't you rather believe in that? In that message of something that is more, something that is positive, something and someone who did it, who came to this earth, who actually lived it out, was resurrected and proclaimed these things because he loves us. To me, it just makes sense. But maybe you out there, maybe you're having a hard time with your faith. Maybe there's something going on right now in your life that's causing this roadblock, that's leaving you unsure. That's okay. I'm here to encourage you. It's okay because it doesn't matter where you begin. It just matters that you do. See, it's not about how you start. It's all about how you finish. That's what God is concerned with. That's what he cares about. And finishing means that we're ultimately crossing the finish line and the threshold of heaven. Remember, you cannot earn it. You cannot gain it on your own. You cannot obtain it. It is a gift. It is God's grace, his beauty and love that creates this opportunity. And he opens salvation for us all by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to us and for us to be one with us, the word made flesh from the heavenly father, to love us with the greatest and everlasting love. Now, you might be thinking, this guy is talking about something that's really deep. Yes, I am. This guy is thinking about things in a very different way. Absolutely. But I'm challenging you. Think outside the box. Think outside of what the world is saying. Think outside of the things that are causing us to be so narrow-minded. And many of these things are good. Don't get me wrong. Is it important to have money and success in your workplace? Is it important to reach your goals and to hit your desires and to do things for others? Absolutely. I'll never take that away. But if we lose focus on what we're really here on life for, if we're really here as pilgrims preparing as saints to get ready and practice heaven here so that we can receive the fullness of God's grace and love, and to enter into our master's joy, then I don't know what the point is, okay? And maybe it's not something that you should even think about every single day, but I'm just asking you once in a while to contemplate it, to reflect on it, even if it's just in your heart, because that's what matters most. Sure, is it great to have these discussions, these theological soirees, so to speak, with our friends, with our spiritual advisor? with good, holy men and women to seek wise counsel and to understand that we're not journeying alone. That is beautiful. If you can do that, I commend you. Absolutely have those conversations. If you have friendships with that depth to have these conversations, consider yourself very blessed. But even if you don't, even if right now you're very uncertain, even if right now there are so many question marks, there's so many things you have done, so many outcomes that are unknown, so many happenings that have influenced your life, maybe not in the best manner, maybe the cards you've been dealt seem very unfair, maybe they are unfair. Regardless of where you're at right now, just take a little time to reflect on the big questions. These are the things that matter. This really matters because we're talking about not just a future a year from now or five years from now. We're talking about eternity. And the chances are nobody's going to come back from the dead to tell us what it's like. 
Chances are, could it happen? Yes, anything is possible, especially with God. And we've seen him raise the dead before. But the thing is, most cases are, you are going to have to trust. You're going to have to have faith. You're going to have to have this hope and it's gonna to have to perpetuate and to accelerate and to lead you to a greater sense of understanding that this is not in my control. There are a lot of things that we can control. And one of those is where we spend our time, our attention, how we're reflective, what we do to use the gifts and talents that we've been blessed with to impact the world, to be givers, to be people that want to elicit change, to be ambassadors of the faith. Because if you could give somebody a gift, no matter what it was, no matter how much monetary value it had, it would pale in comparison to what you could give by just planting a small seed of faith in somebody that you love by allowing God to cause that growth by being his disciples, by showing by the gospel of your life what this journey is about, by leading others closer to him because that has eternal reward. That cannot be said enough. That cannot be made a point to absolutely concentrate upon, to center our lives on because it is so important, it is crucial. If you have such great love for others, if there are people in your life that you care about right now, especially those who might be going through something that is very difficult, something detrimental, heartache, hardship, the ache, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, what have you, there are so many people who are in pain here that have the cross that they are carrying, but it takes somebody of your noble stature to step up to the plate and to say, I am going to show them that there is a better way, that there's one, the way, the truth, and the life that will lighten our burdens and make our yoke easy, that has our best interests at heart, that loves us with the ultimate and indescribable love, that asks us to come just as we are, that says, come and enter my master's joy joy. That is what you'll receive. It never said it would be easy. It never said we wouldn't be laden with difficulty or even suffering. But you will have joy amidst it all. You will have peace in your heart. And you will know at the end of your life with full confidence, with great conviction, with ultimate truth, where you're going to go. Because it's not about what we do or how much we have. Nobody's going to be pulling a U-Haul behind their hearse. But what we will be doing is be entering into life forever. That's what it's about. I cannot emphasize this enough. As I was going through these difficult moments, as my life, so to speak, was just coming to the fullness of, wow, what is gonna happen next? These questions, and it's happened before, and it happened during this past couple months. Well, what is it about? The big picture. Let's not lose sight of what this earth is really here to help us to do, to help us to practice heaven, to help us get ready, to be prepared for when we are called upon. And that's why in the gospel it does talk about this. Are you trimming your lamps? Are you getting ready? Because at an unknown time and an unknown hour, the Lord could call upon you. How much peace will you have when you're standing before God if you have a clear conscience, a clear mind, and a clear heart? 
None of us are ever worthy. We never could be. But the thing is, if we receive God's grace and he works on us and transforms us, as he chips away at the great statue of our life, as he carves us into the masterpiece that he has called us to be, the great saints that he is asking us to be, we stand before the Lord and he actually stands in our place before his heavenly father. But what about the people who don't believe? What about those who decided, you know what? Back with that. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm never going to think about it. And I'm not even going to contemplate it. I'm not going to do anything to be productive or help other people. I'm just going to be selfish. And there's nothing that exists after this. You got to tell me, I got to think, that is very sorrowful. Going to bed at night with that kind of mentality, what kind of emptiness does that involve? What kind of limited mindset is that imploring? What kind of negative attitudes and just life-sucking energy is that creating in our own existence? No. We were made for so much more. We were made for greatness. We were made to be with the Father. In this gospel, recently we heard it in John chapter 15, that we will be made one. And if we abide in him, he will abide in us. And no one has greater love than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. That is what Jesus did for us. We are just asked to follow him. We are just simply asked to believe, to receive his grace, to do works of acts of charity and mercy and benevolence towards others to build people up, to build up the kingdom, to practice heaven here on earth, so that way we are prepared and ready for it when our day comes. And if we have this great mentality, we have this understanding that we're talking about life and life to the full, life that will never end, when those in our families, those in our communities, the people that we love, our friends, pass from this earth, especially if we understand that they had that relationship with God. They understood who Christ was and they accepted his role in their life. They accepted the beauty of salvation. There's nothing to mourn. Actually, it's great joy because they are going home. Yes, are we missing them? Without a doubt, 100% certainty, we will be far better off if they were here on this physical earth for our physical nature and selves, because we do want to continue to journey on with them. There's never enough time with the people that we love the most. However, those that believe, we know we will be reunited again in the halls of heaven with 100% certainty. And even though that certainty even though what we might want in our physical nature is to spend more time with them here. And we might cry and mourn. That's okay. Jesus did too when Lazarus died, his friend. But we know we will see them again. And not only see them again, be in the fullness of God's love. That is what we're made for. We are made for relationship. We are made for love. And we were made to be one with the Father. He says, abide in me. Can we abide in him? So the next time that you're facing a setback, the next time that you're facing a mountain that seems too hard to climb, when you're looking at a challenge or a detrimental situation straight in the eyes, 
or your course gets blown far off and you get slammed by the winds of life, know that he is with you. He's with you. Maybe this is just to call to mind that our life is finite. Maybe it's to humble ourselves to understand that he must increase and we must decrease. Maybe it's to help us to get back to some more prayer, to some more steadfast living, to understanding and to focus on what truly matters, the things that will give us real joy even amidst the storms and the situations that life has. Just maybe. Maybe it's because God loves us so much. He wants us to rely on him in every situation, with every fiber of our being, so that we receive his love, so that we give his love, and so that we experience it and share it with others. I ask you to pray with me now as we close out, and we ask God to understand that this life is finite. It is short. Lord, Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us tonight. We ask that you are here. We ask that you enter into this place. Do you help us to wrap our minds around salvation? You help us to understand that life is so vital, that it's so crucial, and yet it's so precious. Lead us closer to you and your son and help us to realize that our hope, our faith, and all of our very being trust in you. Because without you, we can do nothing. With you, we can do everything. And you have opened up true life that far outweighs this earth, but actually ends in eternity. That is life to the fullest. That is what being a disciple is all about. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been an episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Continue to check out more episodes, my books like Fire Burning Within, and other resources by visiting ef3life.com. And make sure to follow me on social media at EF3Life. As Jesus himself said, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. Keep crushing it out there and know that there's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.